Or was that me, Karen? Should have gone to Specsavers. Good morning. Are we good today? Well, look, it's a, a bit of a, a challenge this particular day to come and to speak, but I really want to make an announcement. You'll know that Ian, see Ian and Kim are not here. Sadly, on Tuesday afternoon, Ian's mum, Pastor Ian's mum, passed away. And, um, you, you know, just tremendously challenging time for the family. Um, so, you know, if you could just continue to pray for them at the moment. Uh, many of you will already be doing that. But if you could just think of them, particularly tomorrow, uh, one o'clock, you're all invited to party up uh, to celebrate Maureen's life. And at All Saints uh, Church in Selwyn Road in Howick at one o'clock and then afterwards uh, for some refreshment. So, you, you know, Maureen was a real rock in this place. And, um, you, you know, having known Ian and Maureen for 41 years. <laughs> Wasn't planning to do that. <laughs> but, you know, I've seen someone struggle you know, raising three boys on her own, perfect little boys. Actually, not really, if you know the story. But I saw Maureen change over the many years. And so really tomorrow it is going to be a celebration of an incredible transformation of, a, of this lady and to where she was. And I went and saw her on Friday and she's just looking so peaceful and just looking great. And, you, you know, it's a time to get around the family and really support them. And, you know, I can remember Ian and I, we, we, yeah, we, we maybe weren't the best of teenagers, really. We weren't like super bad, but, you know, sometimes we're really acting up. Maybe nicking was off the tree and smacking them with the cricket bat onto the neighbor's place, onto their roof, because if you hear it, dung, 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 it's like, yeah, the more bounces you get on the neighbor's place, the best. And then in the background, you hear, Ian! And it's like, have you ever seen the possum caught in the lights of a headlights? It's like, and Ian goes, she's going to kill me. I said, good luck, bro. And I'm running off because I don't want to get killed. And so then you see him the next day and I go, bro, what happened? He says, man, she killed me. And I thought, man, what would he look like if she killed him three times? So it's like, man, you're not looking so good, bro. He says, oh, man, that wasn't so good. So, you know, look, our Maureen today would not want the service to be focused around her, but considering I have the microphone Maureen doesn't have much of a chance. And I'm actually dreading the day that when uh, I'm walking in heaven and I'm going to hear, Grant, and I'm going to go. <laughs> so anyway, it's always good to be funny. But Maureen was an absolute icon in the life of this church. If you were here early setting up or something, Maureen's walking up and down praying. She'll be praying for you. She'll be, uh, you know, uh, says to me, look at that person up there singing today. Grant, didn't they do a great job? And that little pint-sized lady, uh, you know, she was, a, she was a ball of fire. But, you know, I saw such a transformation over her life over the years. And, you know, just what a wonderful thing to really celebrate. And, and I was preparing some thoughts because Ian's not going to be here. He says, Grant, can you grab it? And I'm going, great, thanks. That's a really good Sunday to, to, you know, to speak at church. But I was, you know, just thinking of Maureen's life. And there's a scripture that I, I, I want to adjust slightly, uh, but it kind of reflects something of the heart of Maureen over all the years. And it says that the Spirit of the Lord was upon Maureen 
because he had anointed her to proclaim good news to the poor, to those who did not know Jesus. He had sent her to proclaim freedom to the prisoners for those who had challenges in their lives. And the recovery of sight for the blind, people who had found uh, it difficult to find a way forward because she had found a way forward and knew it could happen. To set the oppressed free, those who were bound in their thinking and that would limit their own future, she was there to encourage and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour, that a walk with Jesus would totally change your life. You know, that was Maureen's life amongst many other scriptures. So, you know, today, you know, I was thinking about a message of um, live life to the max. You know, lessons I have learned and lessons I'm still learning. And if Maureen was saying she, here, she'd say, look, I'm, she was learning these as well. But I hope it's a, it will be an encouragement to you because at the end of the day, each one of us will stand to give an account of our lives. The great thing about being a Christian is death is not a full stop. It is a transition point to, to eternity. I was talking with Ian just the other day, and he says, you, you know, um, the hope that we have within us, the Bible says it is a certain hope. Absolutely rock solid. You can be confident and go to the bank. You know, your salvation is guaranteed only because of Jesus Christ, not because of any good thing that we've done, which is the good thing about it. You look at other belief systems around the world, they have to do something good in order to be accepted for us we just have to say Jesus he's paid that he's accepted us for who we are and that's amazing isn't it and so you, you know when someone passes away I'm not quite sure about you but I tend to reflect on my own life and say what can I do different what is really important and I think you find the less important things tend to take a back seat and, you know, I've, uh, over the years um, uh, in, in church life, you know, I've seen people start well, but don't end up finishing. And they don't live life to the max. Something has happened over the course of, of their life that they're going, nah, uh, I'm not carrying on. You know, people who have been, you, you know, in quite high leadership roles within church and now sitting in back rows or not even going to church and they're critical about what's happening in the life of the church. And, you know, I don't want that to happen to people. You know, I want us to live life to the max so then our lives will so shine forth that others will look at your Christianity and say, there's something about that person. So just four thoughts today on living our lives to the max. Lessons I've learned, and actually some of them I'm still learning. And I think I'll still learn until I get to 40. More 30. Okay, we'll move on. Was never any good at maths. Just the thought, first thought. Uh, yeah, our God is always faithful. You know, I read in the Bible and see that many people had challenges. So no surprises, we're going to get it. But God is absolutely faithful in this journey. You know, Joseph, if you think in, in Genesis, was sold into slavery by his brothers, had no chance of, of coming out of Egypt and that sort of thing. And yet was, that whole situation was turned around for him to be the second most powerful person in Egypt. Amazing. God was faithful there. You know, there's countless people in scriptures. Job, 
Though he slay me, yet will I trust in the Lord. And this was a, a resounding message in Maureen's life. You know, raising the boys. You know, when a husband left and left with the boys, you know, I can, you know, I go across. You can go and see. Maureen is the only person you can kind of pop in and knock at the door and leave 45 minutes to an hour later, and she's told you a couple of things. Well, actually, she started on one thing, but she diverted to about 15 other things. So you kind of like got lots of, and, and did you know about this here? And, and this is what the Lord was doing here. And it's like, yeah, no, no, okay, hold on, yeah, Maureen, and, and she, but you know what? God was so faithful to her that she just wanted to share it with others. It just oozed out of her life. And I can remember many times she said when Pat was, you know, going down that road with drugs and alcohol for all those years, she said, Grant, God has promised me that he'll bring Pat back. And even though, you know, he was a mess, she says, I don't see, I see what I see now, but I see him in the future, what God has promised. And God's going to be faithful, absolutely faithful. You know, she's just constantly quoting scripture because that's what God had promised her as she prayed over those kids. I was talking with Pat the other day and he says, sometimes he says, I wake up in the morning and my hair's got oil on it. And he says, I reckon mum's in there getting the oil and praying over me at night while I'm kind of like in la-la land. <laughs> you know, he says, I would come home and, and um, he'd hear mum praying in the kitchen for me. And he says, oh, forget it. So he says, I'll go out to the back and have a couple of joints first. And then I can come in and face mum, you know. But Maureen saw through it. Her God was absolutely faithful. So my question to you is that, if he's been faithful to Maureen, will he be faithful to you? Do you believe he'll be faithful to you? Because my Bible says yes, and so does yours. If you got a little note at all from Maureen, has anyone received a note from Maureen? Just a little thank you thing. It's always underlined these scriptures, and it's in little writing, eh? It's really interesting. And uh, she was on, on a calendar. You know, she'll write things like, your mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Your righteousness is like great mountains. Your judgments are a great deep. O Lord, you preserve man and beast. How precious is your loving kindness, O God. Therefore, the children of men will put their trust under the shadow of your wing. You know, if we got, I could get any number of families up here today and they could testify of the faithfulness of God. You know, Nee and I have seen it over the years of us being married. You know, that there's a number of times where God's faithfulness has come through. You know, and what we've tried to do is we want to pass that on to our kids. We want to say to them, look, the same God that's been faithful to us can be faithful to you. You know, it's, it's, not some, it's something that you really should be passing on. And encouraging your kids because, you know, challenges and knocks are going to come their way. I love Psalm 23, you know, it's so personal how it's written that the Lord is my shepherd. And he's going to lead us by green pastures and still waters. He leads us in paths of righteousness. 
He walks with us in those most difficult times. He says, for I am with you. And surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of your life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know, I'm so challenged. You know, sometimes we can take God for granted and we get in the little things and we miss them. And uh, I want to encourage you, God's absolutely faithful. He's absolutely faithful if you're, if you're believing for something, if you're believing for your kids or you're believing, you know, for situations to change around. You know, God sometimes is late, Can any, according to my thinking. Come on, would you hurry up? There hasn't been a lightning bolt down at this point in time, but, you know, someone, would you hurry up and do it? He may be late according to our thinking, but he's always faithful. Always faithful. You know, let's hold fast to the confession of the hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. He who promised is faithful. Number two, be generous in everything we do. Be generous in everything we do. Back in 19, in the late 80s, I um, finished my job. I resigned from there and I went uh, on a mission trip to Singapore, Malaysia and Thailand. Now what I intended to do was just to work with some a church or a, after the trip um, with, with the local church. Um, I, I intended to work on with a pastor or a missions organization there. So I was going through and actually Nee's pastor said to me, Grant, why don't you come and help here? So I said, yep, you know, Kiwis, we can do anything. And so I was helping out. He had a drug rehabilitation center. And he said, would you just go and encourage the drug addicts? Because, you know, when you get into that habit over there, once that gets on your life, you, you know, it's, it's a pretty hard thing to, uh, to kick. And so you're just, just getting in there and helping people. So the money that I'd saved over those years, I just put into what I was doing. And it got to the stage where my money was running low and I'm going, oh, this is not so good. But I believed I was in the right place. So I believe God would be faithful. And so I got to this last little bit of money and I thought, well, what's the best thing you should do with it? I should give it away. So I grabbed these drug addicts and I took them down the road to the local restaurant or hawker centre and I said, guys, just wanna, I want to shout you guys a meal. A couple of days later, I got this little card from Maureen and um, it had about 95 scriptures written on a very small card this big. You know, and just encouraging me, Grant, you go for it. I believe in you, you do it. And then um, as I opened the card, a little envelope dropped out. There was 200 New Zealand dollars in it. Grant, I just want to help you do what you're doing. Now, if you knew Maureen and the, the family back in the late 80s, that was a huge amount of money. And I went, ooh. It's just mind-boggling that here, Maureen bringing these kids up, just said, no, I'm going to help you. It's the sort of the capacity within her heart. In the card was just scripture after scripture of just saying, Grant, be strong and courageous. You go for it. 
See, be generous with our words. Maureen loved this scripture. And it's not that I've gone and read her book or anything. It's just I have heard it so many times. And she says, give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Will it be put back into you? For the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. And financially, I've seen God be so faithful to her. I've seen, you know, it happen to, to many people that go out on the, on the mission field just doing something. God's absolutely faithful. But Maureen was always one that would encourage with her words. You, you, you know, there's a, I can remember a message by a guy called Cy Rogers weaved into his messages were what I call statements or uh, statements of grace. Because he says, sometimes he, he's talking away and he says, you know, we, as Christians, we make these mistakes. And he says, you know, it doesn't make you a bad Christian. He says, just a human one. It's okay. He's saying, look, it's Okay. See, sometimes as Christians, you, you know, we can be a little bit judgmental about people that maybe don't share our beliefs and that sort of thing. You, you know, Mandy was on placement for teaching this year, and there was the, the teacher that she was working with was gay, and she wanted to shine her light, her Christian light in that environment, and just wanted to accept the guy for who he was. And just, in the end, just had this fantastic working relationship. Didn't go in with a judgmental attitude or things like that. You know, because when each of us look in the mirror, we see a sinner. Maybe not in your house, Graham. You know, and, and so, you know, Mandy just wanted to ex- accept the guy for who he was. And I'm sure that had an impact on his life, that this Christian would really just treat me so well. Where in the past, sometimes Christians have been a little bit judgmental. You know, Colossians says, let your speech always be with grace. Let your speech always be with grace. You know, generous with our words. Now let's be generous with our actions. You know, sometimes we can fill our lives just with so much. And the Samaritan man, he not only uh, he was generous with his time and his actions, but with his dollars. And, and you know, in, in our church, friends, we've got a lot of people that are really generous with their time in terms of setting up. You know, the musicians pray, uh, playing and the time spent in practice and rehearsals. You know, there's a lot of people behind the scenes make the, the church go forward, being generous. But, you know, it's great here inside the church. But, you know, what about our, our actions to our neighbors and things like that? I encourage you to look for opportunities where you can, you, you know, bless your neighbors. When we shifted in, we... Uh, to the new place, and he brought the, uh, baked the, uh, the neighbors a cake. It was that good I was going, why are you giving it away, honey? Not really. But let's go, you know, with our actions, let's be really generous. Uh, you know, Jesus was moved with compassion. And, you know, sometimes in the busyness of life, we don't see the lost and the dying and those that don't know Jesus. And what can we do? We can share 
a love to them that, you know, they would question something about what's in our lives, the Christianity that we live. You know, I encourage you, try not to get so busy that we neglect others. We've got some birds up there. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Extra people in, extra, in church today. You know, 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor will not in vain for the Lord. You know, Maureen was generous with the money back to me many years ago. But you know what's really touching? Ian was talking to me and I on Thursday night. And Maureen's in the hospital a week or so ago, struggling along to breathe. And says, Ian, I want you to take this amount of money and I want you to give it to these Christians that are really in need in Africa. I'm going, what a way to sign off in the sense that I'm thinking of others. I'm going, wow, that's, that's just amazing. Giving to the end. Number three. Never stay offended. Oh. Never stay offended. It is not if you don't get offended, but it's when. You know, I, I'm not sure about you, but, you, you know, life can get complicated sometimes and, uh, you, you know, stuff happens. People say things that they may, maybe don't mean or they say something and we take it wrong. And, you know, people get offended. And, and I've, like I said earlier, I've seen people wanting to do something really good in church life. And, 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 and stuff happens and they get offended and they end up, you know, uh, just sitting in the back row and actually not really interested. You know, don't do it. Guard your heart, what Proverbs tells us. For out of it will flow the issues of life. And, and, and when we get offended, you, you know, it's like you live life less because you let someone else control what happens um, over your life. I, I remember this speaker years ago telling a story about a, a girl getting interviewed after, a, you know, she got tragically attacked uh, by a guy. And, um, and the... the reporter said to her, you know, how is it that, you know, you almost seem normal? And her reply was, he took a moment out of my life. I won't give him one minute more. And she came to that place where she said, look, I'm not going to be, I can't be offended for my own future. You know, I've got to let this thing go. Sometimes forgiveness is not just saying to the other person, oh, yeah, it's all right. You, you, you know, that's one part of it. The other half is it actually frees you to live your life forward. And life deals people a blow, a blow sometimes. And if we don't, you know, give out forgiveness and, and, and stop being offended, you, you know, it restricts or stops us from moving forward. And, and let me encourage you, you know, if there is a wrong between people, go and make it right. Sort it. There, I heard this statement years ago, live life light. Don't live life light. Don't carry the baggage with you 
through life. You're finishing off and you've got a couple of those carry-on suitcases and that's an offense and that's what Bill said to me and Mary and you're still tied up with what's happening in the back and you're carrying it along, you know. Live life light. Because it restricts us from going forward. Absolutely does. We will be offended at some stage in life. When we were first married, man, there was the Chinese brain working and the, in, in language, and then there was the Kiwi brain thinking, and sometimes they didn't connect, and more often it was my mistake. I just earned a lot of points there. Yeah, there's a, you should see from here, all the men are going, yeah. <laughs> They're either going, yeah, you got points, or yeah, I can relate to that, bro. But you know, we could get offended. All the beat marks that I've got now, they're all healed. I'm wearing a jacket, you can't see them. All the brute, the stitches in the back. But you know, you go, it, it, just the different dynamics. You, you, you know what it's like, husband and wife. Actually, now all you guys are all good, aren't you? But you know, you can so offend. And if you let that get in, it's like a wedge in your marriage. And if you let it get in small, it can go big. And one day, you guys are laughing. <laughs> and you let it get too big you know, it can be real hard to get it back. Keep, live life light. Keep short accounts. Just tell your wife you're sorry. Be quick to forgive. Give the benefit of the doubt. You know, don't let someone else's actions rob you of your joy going forward. You know, Joseph and I told you how he was sold off into slavery by his brothers. 13 years later of difficulty. Eventually his brothers come back and in Genesis chapter 50, Joseph says to them, but as for you, you meant it for evil against me, but God meant it for good. And the whole situation can turn around difficulties and challenges, being offended. It's just going to be a part of life, but nail it early, my friends. Remember the same judgment that you measure out to others will be measured back to you. Last point, because the coffee's waiting and Ian's not here and we can have a shorter service than normal. And all the people said, Amen. <laughs> coffee, eh? The nectar of the gods. We need some humor in church. Understand who you are. Lessons I've learned. Understand who you are. The Bible tells each one of us that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And that God's given each one of us a gift. Now, if you look at, the, you know, on stage, the gift of the music team, and you know, the sound team, the kids team, and people like that. 
You know, we've all got a gift. You know, but I've, I've, I've seen people not happy with who they are. And I see the destruction that it can bring. I've seen it. We, we, we went away on a music trip, a mission trip years ago. We're doing some leadership seminars in the country and we're going from town to town. And I had a music team come along with us. And, uh, you know, at the start, yeah, we're just ready to serve. We'll do anything. No problem. Great. Excellent. Then you get them on a trip and you're traveling and it's hot and you're running long days, and it gets a bit stressful, there's a different culture, there's different food. Why well, you'd complain about Malaysian food, I don't know, but they, you know, they're, so they're struggling along, and then they go, why didn't I get to sing last night? Why did they sing? Ah. Uh. <laughs> Sorry. And um, that went kind of wrong. And, and um, but you, you know, the, no, I, I don't know what it was like down there, but it didn't look really good from this angle, I'm telling you. But you, you know, you get these people going, way too many people are laughing now. So, but you get these people going, well, why did that person sing and I didn't? You, you know, and I'm going, did you say you came to serve? Yeah, but you know, I want to be at the front. You know, when it, was all, it was about their profile and their prestige and how they looked, you know, and actually it wasn't about the team. So then what they do is they talk to the other person. Did you see what happened? And this and this. Then that person is now backing them. Well, you know, Grant, I reckon that, you know, she should have sung last night. You know, you want to do that laying on of hands that the Bible talks about? Oh, sorry. Well, that... <laughs> You, 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 no, no, we're here to serve. No, we're great. Jesus is great. Not at the moment. You, just be, you know, just going, look, understand where you fit in the scheme of things and tomorrow night maybe you can serve, but with an attitude like that, you know, maybe you should have a rest. You know, I've seen people, you know, want to climb over the top of other people to get what they want. And they're quite happy to divide a team in order to get what they want. You see it in the sporting comp, comp, teams time and time again. You have a team of superstars. You, you look Manchester United. I don't know how many gazillion dollars. And for those Man United supporters out there, I'm very sorry. But they, they spent a fortune on their team last year and really didn't do that well. There's a bunch of individuals, a bunch of names, and I'm quite important, really because look at my paycheck. Then you go to a team like Leicester, who won the league last year, and they paid like pittance for their whole team, and they won it, because they gelled as a team, and one person wasn't more important than the others. I'm sure there were some dynamics through the season, that's life. Get a bunch of young males with egos, it's going to happen. But when you know your place... And where God's gifted. You see, God's gifted each one of us, uh, you, you know, in a special way. And when you understand where you fit into that mix, I tell you what, you can live life to the full. When you're not happy with it, I tell you what, you're going to be, I was going to say, no, you're going to be annoying and that sort of thing. And you're going to be critical. You know, when you're happy, you live life to the full. You don't want me here as a singer. I'm, pro I'm telling you now. 
there was a guy who was pastoring a church um, in a rural area, and he came into Auckland, and uh, I'm not here, no, and um, he's in uh, referees, and, and I've been talking with him, oh, you're a Christian, oh, great, how are you going? Don't go to church anymore, had enough of that. Yeah, I was a pastor once, and these guys in Auckland, they wouldn't give me a go. I thought with an attitude like that, no wonder. You, you know? And sometimes you can get... That was a, that's kind of a different laying on of hands, that one. It's just that the hand doesn't get to him before your head does. But, but you know, when you're happy, seriously, when you're happy with who you are, you'll be encouraging everyone else to go with their gift. Because you want them to succeed. Some people don't want others to succeed which is a bit crazy, isn't it? But God says he's given each one of us unique gifts. We've got a, a, um, a course in the life of the church. And base one, it's an introduction to the church. Base two is about growing in, in your Christianity. And it's base three, isn't it? Where people find their gifts. Jane, I'm looking at you. Is it base three? It is. Done. It's a good nod. And if you're not quite sure how you're gifted or where you fit and things like that, we've got a great course in the life of the church where that you can, you know, enroll for and, and, and it just helps you define and helps you understand who you really are and where you best fit and how, you know, we can help you and Jane and her team can help you with that. So on your communication card, if you wanted to know something, you could write down base three, Jane, please contact me, or something like that. But you see, when you know your place, that's why, you know, the All Blacks do so well, because they've got jobs. Actually, on the side, did anyone kind of happen to hear the result last night? Now, what I'm, what I'm really confused about is the bugging in the hotel. Typical Australian must have got it wrong. They most probably got the, like the, the, the uh, water polo strategy and not the rugby strategy because their guys turned up and were, played like a bunch of blouses, didn't they, really? So, you know. <laughs> My wife now has her head in her hands. So I just, 42.8, hun. So I don't know about the bugging bit, but anyway. But with, the, with a good sports team, when you know your, your position and your place, I tell you, the whole team flows way better. And God's gifted each one of us with an ability to uh, uh, function and to move church forward. You know, and the gift is not so much about you. It's actually about being a blessing to others, using that gift for others. In the book of Corinthians, we've got three chapters on the gifts within the life of the church, 12 and 14, giving you, um, you know, all about the gifts and things like that. But it's right in the middle is chapter 13, the one on love. See, we can have a whole lot of gifts and talents in the life of the church, but if it's not motivated by love for the goodness of others, then it's pointless. Verse 12 of, uh, verse 18 of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. But God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. Go down a little bit more. In 13 too. Um, it, uh, 
Uh, if I have the gifts of prophecy and understanding, all mysteries, all knowledge, and, and though I have faith so that it re- um, move, removes mountains but do not have love, I'm nothing. You know, when, I've, I've, I, when you understand who you are and how you're gifted, you know, there is a lot of freedom. You can live life to the max. Someone says, Grant, do you want to pastor a church again? No. I just, where I'm best placed, I'm just going to support Ian. That's all I want to do. Don't need to do anything else. I'm happy with that. That's where I'm best placed. I'm a number two man or a three man. I'm not a number one. But when you're the best number two or the best number three, it enables the number one to be the best number one. And let him get the kudos for what happens in the life of the church and the church going forward and lives change because he's the man. Philippians 2, 3 says, Let nothing be done out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than themselves. You see, because I look at this music team and I'm going, man, these guys are great. And why don't the music team come up now, actually? You know, they're just great. It's about esteeming them. You know, it's about esteeming others. You know, about some of your non-Christians at work, honor them for the gifts that they have. They see something about, and there's maybe something about that Christianity that's in those people. Our gifts are really about blessing others. It's not about ourselves. You know, when we're happy with who we are, we can live life truly to the full. You know, only one day I will give an account of the gift that God has given me. And you want to hear, each one of us would want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into your rest. Why don't we stand? As you go through this week, I just pray that, um, and you know, you'll, you'll continue to lift Ian and the family up to the Lord, you know, and support them over, over this time as they just transition and have to work through everything. If you can go and support them tomorrow, that would be fantastic. Now, the one thing that I'd leave with you is that Maureen lived a life to the max. She was generous in every area. She knew where she was placed. She knew what, how God created her. Her God was absolutely faithful and lived a tremendous life. What changes will we make so we can run the race that God's given us? Because this brief time on earth, is but brief. And then the real game begins. Amen. That certain hope that we have. Father, we do thank you for your goodness upon our lives. 
Father, we just lift before you Ian and the family. Just ask you to comfort them and put your arms around them, support them at this time. But also, Lord, that there would be a stirring of excitement of faith that where Maureen is now. We thank you for her and the, the life so well led and the inspiration that she is to us. And Father, help us to make the necessary changes in our lives that we'll live, our lives to the max. And that we'd be a blessing to many people on our journey. Amen. Amen. Done. Go. Church, let's remain standing. Who's out here?